Hey, what's up, bro? I'm chilling, chilling. Good. I'm enjoying myself as well. And it's good to catch up with you again on another episode. And it's funny because I take everything for granted that uh, we're always making moves. And then I look at the calendar, I look at the time, and I'm like, wow, this year's wrapping up. So we only have one more episode after this to wrap up 2022. Yeah. Indeed. It's been a great run so far. I'm looking forward to all the feedback we get on yeah. this and everything else we've done over the past, what has it been, four months now? Four months. Four yeah. months, man. It's a, it's a blessing. It really is. It really is. And so it being the end of the year, it's always nice to do something that, that helps you re- think back and reflect. So we got this new episode idea where we'll talk about two of the best men that we think popped up on everybody's radar and two of the worst men that popped on everybody's radar. Right, right. So, let me see. How you want to start? You want to start with the best or the worst? Yeah. uh, Let's start with the uh, worst. Who you got two of the worst men? Word, word. Okay, so here's how we're going to break it down. Uh, I'll go first, then you go, and then we'll figure it out um, with the last two. But yeah, when I look back at this year, when you asked me the question about the best and the worst, the best was easy to come up with. The, yeah, it was. The it worst was. was tougher. Simply because if, if someone does something terrible, I, I, I eliminate them from my memory. However, there was one man in particular that I know everybody talked about, um, at least in my circles, and that's Johnny Depp. And I think Johnny Depp was a major donkey, took a major L. And I know that's an unpopular opinion, but we even did a whole episode about it. I think that was our second episode, in fact, because that's how significant it was. And I thought that he was a cautionary tale to talk about. So the worst man of the year, the lame, the donkey, whatever we're going to officially call it, has to go to Johnny Depp for me. That's my nomination. So let's break right, it down. Why? 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 When you win, you won this case, right? But when you win a case like that, you really lose it. There's no way to win absolutely. You just win by not losing entirely. And you and I, we have a champion mindset. We either win totally or we lose totally. But any of that in between, I don't know about you. Maybe I'm speaking for myself. But any of that in between. Oh, no. I'm... Yeah, it pissed you off. I'm not trying to win a little bit. I'm trying to win at everything. Exactly. Like, you can play to win the game, or what most people do is they play to not lose. And I'm not interested in that. And so when I look at Johnny Depp, don't get me wrong. I, he is really good at what he does. He's a fantastic actor. In fact, I was talking with my girl. I'm like, what if Johnny Depp is such a great actor that he's actually not an actor? He's not a regular guy, but he's a CIA agent pretending to be an actor to get access to people important people and important information that uh, these people would otherwise never share with anyone else. And I'm just like, 
but that's a different topic. But all to, all in all, I, I give a lot of credit to Johnny Depp for everything that he does well. And I'm thinking about all the different movies that I, I cherish with him in it. However, he's not good on the woman front. And that's the way that I judge a man, is how he handles women, how he handles himself around different women, women he's dating and women he's not dating. And in this case, he has, he has this relationship with a right. woman who he didn't have on lock. He didn't have in check. He didn't have properly trained to fit his life. If anything, it seemed like he was trying to match her energy instead of have her match his energy. That's what it appears on the outside, which is why he landed in court. And the court smeared his name left and right. All the all of it ended up being where we realized, all right, this woman is maniacal. Yeah, exactly. She's maniacal. It's she's she's violent. She's someone that was purposely trying to make him look bad, but really was the criminal in this situation. So I am grateful that he made it to the other side. But all of that could have been avoided in the first place. If he had better discernment with women, if he handled himself better in the relationship. At the very least, like you could, you could have avoided all of this by not in, being interested in her in the first place. You are Johnny Depp. Not only is he famous, but there are a lot of famous guys that get girls, but they're not good with girls. But Johnny Depp has that, that swagger where he can really attract top-tier women. So if you're in that category, you don't right. have to... I like, I like exactly. Johnny Depp, man. He definitely has the, the charisma or the swag or... The machismo, whatever you want to call it, he has it. Exactly. Naturally. It's not even why, an act. He, why he just naturally would, has that. Why would he even in his regular right? He could have did an alternative lifestyle. I always think actors and famous men should do alternative lifestyles, like get two girlfriends and shit like that. Uh, two, three, two, three girlfriends. Call it a day. Because you got you got the power to do that. Exactly. Like he could do the Leonardo DiCaprio thing. But it goes to show you that. It doesn't matter how much money you have, how much fame you have, how much power you have. The simplest thing that can upset a good life is a bad woman. And this is why I put you. Uh, it doesn't matter how What's much. You uh, What'd you say now? It doesn't matter how much money you have, how, many, how much power you have, how much fame you have. Uh, a bad woman will upend what all. What the fuck that. up a good life? It's the Delilah syndrome. It's, it's if you choose the wrong girl everything goes and and this is exactly that that's why i think of him as a lame and often when guys come to me and they're talking about hey i want to get better with girls i help them out as much as i can and fundamentally i have more respect for those guys because i know what they're capable of but they sometimes sell themselves short because they're like oh if john if a johnny depp is in the room i'm gonna pale in comparison and i use the examples like this johnny depp the jeff bezos of the world where Women are more interested in you because you have greater self-respect than they are in that guy. So they may like them from afar, but when they're in the same room. You know what they say? Um, they'll respect you forever. Um, mm-hmm. They'll respect you forever if you tell them, fuck you. But if you tell them, okay, all the time, they'll never respect you. And a lot of guys don't understand. A lot of guys don't understand that some women you definitely have to walk away from. Absolutely. 
So, what I'm getting at is is that you should never sell your show. The hardest shit I ever did, man. I got this one girl. I remember she was so beautiful, so fine. And um, I'm going to say it like this. Johnny Depp should have took a page out of my book. Um, The woman said, kept calling me boy. And I said, stop calling me boy. I'm a man. Whatever, boy. All right. We go talk. Boy, boy, like, she was just like, now she, I don't know if she was trolling or whatever, but I nipped it. I said, hey, man, I'm going uh, to call you back later. And uh, I blocked and deleted her number, like, j- just that instant. Because all a woman will do is push and push and push to see how much disrespect you're going to let her get away with. And if you let her get get away with disrespect, it's going to dry her pussy up. I'm telling you, she still remembered it. Every woman remembers the guys that turned them down. Believe me. But they can't remember all the guys they turned down. Some of them can't. You get what I'm saying? So you got to look at it just like that. Nice and simple. So I put Johnny Depp in that category. I put Johnny Depp as the worst man, the lame of the year, the dog of the year, whatever title we're going to give it. Because at the end of the day, this is someone, kind of like Will Smith a few years ago, someone that everybody respects, beloves. Even if you don't like him, you don't, say anything bad on his name and then he goes and does something like this and you're like oh snap i thought you were better than this and really he's not one of yeah all all men um we all have that that little situation or that questionable decision we made life is about decisions you make and he didn't make a wise decision not at all because i don't care what you say knox Yes, he she should get out um the the simp or the ba- the the donkey of the year or whatever because the way that woman was talking and acting crazy, <laughs> he knew that before he walked down the aisle and married her. So exactly. you knew that on the I don't first know, day. I don't know who I don't know who is his friends, but every friend that said yo marry her, it's okay. He need to get rid of their ass. Absolutely. Now, the friends who was telling him, yo, don't do this, man. And I was married. I was married before. And trust me, I wasn't in a Johnny Depp situation, but I understand I could have easily been there. Me, I took it too far. And I was like, yo, what the fuck am I doing? Exactly. Yeah, we've had those those moments. And I'm just glad that for whatever reason, it didn't turn into something bigger. Uh and when we were younger, it was a better time to do that. Because if you make that mistake in 2023 20, and beyond, you're just fucked. But back in the day, it was okay to make those moves because the retaliation, the way that the girls could punish you was a lot less, if at all, they would try to do anything. But this is why Johnny Depp is, I'm giving him that award simply because he's a cautionary tale. Do not be like him. Cover your ass. Get a good attorney. Vet women better. And the simplest thing that he could have done is just date more women. Because if you date more women, it's easier to be like, hey, you guys are all pretty, but some of you are better than others. So now you're not clouded by that tap water, as I like to call it. 
now you're focusing on her actual qualities because you're dating hundreds of women. It's easy to find one good woman out of a hundred women. It's hard to find one good woman when you're only dating two or three. It's impossible, I would argue. <laughs> so what? So what we should so do? What should? Uh, what do you mean exactly? How many women should we date? Uh, I mean, I wrote a book about it, and you wrote two books about it. Essentially, <laughs> it's it's we we love the idea I of the five it. Fs between the two of us. That's the simplest way that I can break it down. I have twenty, I have twenty plus different factors that I'm looking for when it comes to women, but the the priority five are the easiest to discern on the before the first date. So if she's not fun, if she's not friendly, if she's not feminine, if she's not functional, if she's not fit. Actually, is fit one of them? I forget. But whatever my five Fs are, I've internalized it, but I'm forgetting the details. But if as long as she's those five, that's a good indication that you can take her out on a first date. Maybe we'll talk about that on a future episode to be more clear about it. But I'm looking at Johnny Depp, and I know for a fact this woman doesn't have those characteristics. I remember watching her in Aquaman, and I knew that off camera she does not have those characteristics. And even in the movie, the character, the way that she played it, you recognize that she does not have those characteristics. All right. I get it. I get it. Um, You know what? I don't know if you know. I'm, you want me to go ahead and tell you who my um, lame of the year is? Yeah, go for it. I don't even know this guy's music, but um, what I've been seeing on my timeline, uh, the rapper Blueface. I've heard the name, but I couldn't tell you anything. And his girlfriend, like, just the other day, his girlfriend, like, uh, bragged on on Instagram Live about giving him two black eyes. Ah. And for you to possibly, and for me to possibly even fathom You get it? I, I hear it. It's funny because it's the same I, thing with Johnny. It's Dan. like it's a night that I think like that's a literal nightmare. And the girl is she has a missing tooth. I mean, if she had put a tooth in, she would be a pretty looking girl. So she's like still pretty. But the signs are there. She got a missing tooth. She has a tattoo of this man's face on her neck. Interesting. She fights him. Yeah. And she eats like a pit bull. Pit bull. Um, literally. <laughs> How do you know I about just that? watched it. I said, "It's no way this is real." Oh man, she like one of those. It's no way this is real. What was that? Right? Oh. And he's that like they came on Instagram Live, and she was like, um, "Play fighting with one of the guys who were doing the Twitch, you know, the Twitch screaming." And she picked him up and slammed him on the um, sofa like roughhousing like a boy, and you just see his face like. Yeah, help me. <laughs> and I'm just like, is this a script they playing now, or is is this this man's real life? Damn, I'm gonna look into this because no, I cannot. First of all, I'm not living with a woman who feel like it's okay to put her to put her hands on me. Exactly. Um, at that point, I just look at you as a man now. <laughs> <laughs> it really like is that, that simple and um so that would be pr- like pretty gay on my part 
So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't fuck men. So if I see you as a man, so. so She puts his hands on him, brags about it. It's just like, who raised you to be like this? I don't know if they told you you had to be with this girl for a certain amount of time. I don't know. Like, I, I honestly think they are script. Like, some of this shit that we see is just scripted because it's just so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. For a man to call himself a man and have a woman act like that toward him is crazy. Yeah, that's wild. And I don't love chicks for raising their voice at me. Now, is this blue face the same dude? I think I heard something about either it was him or her attacking the other person's family member. Yes, yes. So it's pure dysfunction over that on that side. And like, if you do come from a pure dysfunctional family, fellas, you have to you have to do a lot of. Um, mental and emotional and spiritual work to break your mm-hmm. to break that cycle so i don't know if i could always say well i'm surprised i'm not surprised that his life is going on like that yeah i'm not surprised that she acts like that yeah. so we got to always understand who we dealing with as men and they own both of these guys have something in common Knox what's up well I mean I can see the obvious what's on your mind though they both have crazy ass significant others mm-hmm. Man, I'm gonna learn more about this and the only reason they're that fucking crazy is because they allowed it to get that way yeah, they fed the beast. Never feed the beast. Mm, I think it's a reminder. I don't know if I've ever told you this before. Uh, but when most guys look at a girl, they, they think of a flower, right? They think of a nice rose. And they're looking at the rose. They admire the rose. And then they prick at themselves on the thorn. And then they just like, ow. But then they go back to admiring the rose. And that's the way that they treat women. They admire women. They admire women. And then all of a sudden, they're surprised when that woman does something that hurts them. And I'm different. And I think you're different as well. When I look at the flower, when I look at the woman, I see the thorns first. And I'm like, all right, if I'm not smart, I'm going to prick myself. So let me look at the thorns, figure out where they are, put my hand around it delicately. And then I can admire its beauty. But I can't get to the beauty until I see the structure. I love it. Damn, I like that analogy. Yeah, yeah. And there are a lot of guys that just, they know the thorns are there, but they ignore them. And my thing is, I don't like to bleed. I don't know about you, but I don't like to bleed. Bleeding reminds me of death, and I don't like to die. I don't like to bleed. So I'm always trying to cover my ass. I'm always trying to make sure I am good. And and that is not to say that I think women are terrible, but I do recognize that if I am not smart, it can get dangerous. Knox. What's up? And that's what it is. Being, being smart, being a wise person, because we could be smart. All of us are smart, right? I think so. I would say that. Right. Even though Not, people I wouldn't say wrong. all of us, but I'm like, what I mean, all of us in this room are smart. What mm-hmm. separates a room full of smart people is wisdom. That means the, the ability to make the right decision. And they lack a lot of wisdom. 
Because sometimes since you're so smart, you get that ego like, I could change this girl. Oh, I can handle it. And then you oh, can't. Yeah. That arrogance. And you can't. And the shit, and the shit really throws you. So I just want to put that out there. That's a very good point. Um, I think these are great examples. I was thinking about, the, especially in November alone, I was thinking about other names that popped up. You got this Sam Bankman Fried. Freed, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, he was the guy behind the whole FTX scandal recently. Oh my god, <laughs> man! I, I gotta, I yo, these people just stole all type of money and all these crypto. Man, we gotta talk about that because something's fishy about all of that. It is the reason and why I don't think people like people are like, oh, the government having them killed. I'm like, they might be having themselves killed and running running off with the money. But yes. that's just me. My thing is, I was going to make him my my top choice. The only reason why I didn't is because it was obvious that a man like this would get, would not even get tied up and would lead this kind of scandal. I I don't trust anybody with particular names. His name lends itself to, all right, I'm going to fuck you over because that's what banks do. And then you look at his family history. Both of his parents are are people in charge at uh, Stanford University. So they're deans at that university. They're plugged into the Silicon Valley world. There are so many things about this man's story that lend itself to him being what he ended up being. So when someone, when a tiger comes in and into a room and shows me its stripes, I don't question what terrible things might happen next. I'm like, all right, it's a tiger. Tigers do what tigers do. Snakes do what snakes do. I'm not calling him a tiger. I want to give him a better animal. He's more of a snake than anything. But Johnny Depp, that's the surprise. And that's why he gets a top prize. Because Johnny Depp isn't supposed to end up in situations like that. The way that we think of him, the yeah, way that got we enough, so much prestige and respect. He got, he got enough alpha energy to... Exactly. Exactly. You, have, you, got, the, you got the juice. That, that's what I say about wisdom. Wisdom is um, very, very important because Johnny Depp is a smart guy. He has the tools to get whatever he needs, right? Indeed. But he doesn't use them. So not the way you and I would. Yeah, that makes him not wise. So there's that. Yeah. So those are my top two. I, I, I love the Blueface nomination. It makes sense to me. I didn't know the full story. I don't know enough about Blueface, but I don't like it when any man ends up in these situations. So I don't know if he presents himself as anything different than what he actually ends up being with this relationship that he had. But the stories that I've heard, all of it is bad and all of it is his fault. I have no sympathy for him. I just recognize that, all right, here's another rapper that I can't take serious. (laughs) Another one. I'm thinking about that. Like all my favorite, I think for me it's just Jay Z, Fifty Cent, and I'm sure there's someone that I'm forgetting. But in terms of men that have been around since the '90s doing their work, oh yeah, you're a New York guy. You just, I just, I'm like, just what the fuck? How you gonna forget Young Jeezy, like Lil Wayne? You see, that's like, the thing. Oh, like, but even then, I don't like those men. I think they're they're talented in the work that they do. They're very skilled, but in terms of people that have put great work consistently and haven't gotten caught up in the bullshit, the politics of the game. 
it's 50 Cent, it's Jay-Z. I know there are others, but those are the two. You can even say P. Diddy, but P. Diddy, it doesn't have... <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know? New York guy. So, um, I'm, but I think about it. They've been around since the 90s. They've been around doing their work. They're consistent. They're always putting out hits. Maybe not Diddy necessarily, but the other two are solid. Are, are these guys on your list? No, no, I'm just talking oh, about... Oh, I forgot why I brought this up. I'm just bringing up the fact that rappers aren't the way that they used to be. And the ones that have stood the test of time, oh, yeah, 30 no. plus years in the game, still coming out with albums, Jay-Z I and 50 remember, Cent are on top of their game yo, still. I remember Vivica, uh, 50 Cent was dating Vivica Fox. She was like the hottest actor at the time. And yeah, way back when. And guess what? Till this day, she's unbearable. She's still, <laughs> she's about 50 something years old. She still talks about him. Publicly. Still talks about this guy and she's 50 something years old and she's single. No, you know what I'm saying? That shit is crazy to me. <laughs> yep, yep. And you know what? So many women that have dated Vinny Sent, they have the same story. They're alpha widows left and right. And they're still hung up on him and they still use his name for clout. They still think about him. They still talk about him publicly. And it's like, girl. Don't embarrass yourself that hard. And so what other rapper you know commands that kind of respect? It's the Jay-Zs. It's the 50 Cent. There are so... 99% of rappers today don't live up to their own hype. And the ones that did are no longer with us. It's, it's weird, but um, <laughs> yeah, man. So I understand, you know, that's a rapper and he doesn't. But guys, every man felt his pain when they see that girl and him interact. Like, that's like a, fa- one of, a father's nightmare right there. Your son is in a relationship with a crazy ass chick. It's a disappointment. And that brings up a good question. Where are the fathers in these situations? Where's Johnny Depp's dad? Where's Blueface's dad and other men? Hmm. Hmm. I'm glad we did this first. I'm glad we did the worst first because I'm just, it it brings down the energy, but I know we're going to end on a high note. Right. So, should I... The alpha male nominees of the year. <laughs> the good man. The few good men. It was out of two men. Oh, word. And I always battle with these two men, man. Okay. Like, as for the alpha male, I was battling like, God damn. It was Floyd Mayweather mm-hmm. and Deion Sanders. Both men pursuing their purpose. Both men have a legacy. Both men are inspirational. They change environments. They change lives. Mm-hmm. I went ahead and told, chose Dion. Um, I chose Dion. Floyd, great, but Dion did something that. Well, Floyd did something that we never thought he could do. You know what I'm saying? Tell me about it, because I don't know what he did. I, I haven't heard his name, and I'm not a Floyd Mayweather. I'm not paying attention to him. Floyd Mayweather is still an undefeated boxer. He has the oh, record. that's his claim to fame. Okay, 
Yeah, he's undefeated boxer. He doesn't fought the best of the best. Came back, retired, came out of retirement, fought them again, beat their ass. Like, he's the best of the best. I like that. I like that. I know a lot of people think he's boring because he's just really skilled at okay. his technical. Let training. me tell you, let me tell you a little bit about my man Floyd Mayweather. Please do. He has the best, the quickest hands, the quickest defense. He could dodge a punch quicker than any like God made him good at dodging punches and he's a point boxer so he just punches you jabs you punches you he wears you down okay now i just honestly think floyd mayweather would be like a damn god he'll be too perfect he'll be other world otherworldly he already kind of is but otherworldly as in a mutant if he had knockout mm-hmm. power Okay. The knock on Floyd was he doesn't have any knockout power. But I always argue with people like he doesn't need knockout power. You could barely punch him. Yeah, <laughs> almost like Muhammad Ali. It's hard to touch. Yeah, hard to touch. Interesting. So, and he's going to outwork you. He's going. He got the best feet work. He got the best technique. And he's going, yeah, he might not knock you out, but Man, those faces, he you could look in the guy's face and tell he was just getting his ass beat because his eye was slow, swollen shut. Nose was broken and bleeding. Like, he's not a fun fighter to fight. Yeah. They're scared to fight Floyd. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And it's not because, oh, he might knock us out. It's like, oh, he might wear my body down to the ground. He might not leave you enough to, for the next fight. I see. Exactly. After people fight Floyd Mayweather, they got to take a couple of months off. <laughs> <laughs> see, when you just get knocked out, you just got a beautiful reputation. You know what? We should you just get knocked out. You just get bing and you back so up. So we might have to talk more about Floyd Mayweather as a, its own episode because that's what every man should be. You should want to be like Floyd Mayweather. You should want people to be like, oh, just by the your name alone, be like, oh, I don't want to fuck around with that guy. Man, Floyd Mayweather. Went to, I think Dubai, and they held him up at the airport. The uh, one of the uh, princes of Dubai came and got him personally, and gave him, and gave him a gift. I understand that. I understand that. That's how. That's how influential he is. That's that. That's that alpha energy, right? Alpha energy is very influential. Now, with that being said, we have Deion Sanders. That's my alpha male of the year. And I'm going to tell you why. Knox. What's up? When you take a team that was 1-11, they only won one game, and then in two years, they, they've been undefeated for the last two years. He did this all in three years. Okay. And he signed the number one football recruit in the nation. Last what does that mean exactly? You know, out of high school, how they recruit kids to go play college ball? They come out with rankings of the best kids in the nation. And he got the number one football player to go to a historically black college in probably okay. the, the poorest state in the United States, mm. in Mississippi. Mm. Have you ever heard of anything... Um, Big time coming out of Mississippi besides Brett Favre? No, you have it. 
Yes. It's still sundown. <laughs> it's still sundown towns in Mississippi. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people don't yeah, understand the significance of what he did. He, he yeah. took a horrible HBCU team and made them a Southwestern Athletic Conference Conference champion. They went from 111 to champs. He signed the number one football recruit. That shit was very impressive, and he did it. All his halftime shows had the famous rappers there. They always were on ESPN. He even got ESPN to give historically black colleges a $120 million football contract. So all the HBCU games could be seen online or on your TV. Okay. And Dion influenced all of that. Man, let me tell you what else he did. What's up? He gave half of his salary to it to pay to pay his assistants coaches. You know, compared to a white school like Ohio State, Alabama, Jackson State has no money for athletics like that. So he was using his own money to build up that program. Okay. He said God sent him there. Hmm. Now this is where it gets a little tricky, right? Because I always say one thing about an alpha male, you 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 if you're doing it right, you use your alpha energy to change the environment. So he went into a losing environment and turned it into a championship environment. Me as a football coach who has coached good teams and sucky teams, I could not believe what he did. I know how hard that shit is. Absolutely. There's so many different things. You have the players, you have each of them, they have their own baggage, you have each of them, they have their own challenges. Exactly. And that's just the players by themselves, but, not the assistant coaches, not the, the head of the program, not the, the money, not the fans. Yeah. It gets heavy fast. And I just want you to know this. He's a showman. So he's very flashy. He talks kind of like Muhammad Ali in rhyme. Okay. And he he preaches a lot. And I call him a preacher coach. You have a drill sergeant coach, no nonsense, drill sergeant coach, and you have the preacher coach. He's more of a preacher coach gotcha. where he inspires them to play better and get better. He's, he preaches to them instead of saying, hey, you're going to be off my team. Hey, this is not how we do that. Like, trust me, I done been on both of those both. Both of those teams. But um, nobody teaches you how to be an alpha male like an alpha male. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Dion definitely was that. Mm. I mean, he was so influential. Like, even when I was little, Deion Sanders wore 21, the best player on... If you were the best player on your football, Little League football team at the time, you wore... 21. Not number one, not number two, not 23. 21. Hmm. 
So, I said that to all say this. This is his rise. Um, nobody believed in him that he could be a good college football coach. He got a shot to coach college. He turned the program around. Now, guess what? He went from a $300,000 salary to a, I want to say, three or $4.5 million, three, $3.4, $3.5 million policy. I mean, a million dollar contract at University of Colorado, which is a bigger school. You get what I'm saying? That's Pac-12, big time. They play UCLA and USC, and they're always on primetime. You get you get what I'm saying? So, people were mad at uh, Dion, and I like Dion because he don't give a fuck. And he said something before. He said, you can't please everybody. And as an alpha male, if you worry about pleasing everybody, that's beta male energy. You're not doing yourself a favor. So sometimes, especially when you make your decisions, make your decisions to put you on top. He wants to be one of the best coaches, football coaches in the nation. And he cannot do that. He would not get recognized as that. He cannot do that by staying at the school he was at, which was Jackson State. He was actually paying them to coach them. It's crazy. But people hated him. People hate him for leaving. And we'll talk about that later, but it's a lot of entitlement. That's a lot of beta male simp energy, Jezebel energy that goes on at HBCU. So when you do something great there, they expect you to stay there. But you know, as an alpha, when a better opportunity comes, you take it, especially if it's on your way to your destination, to your purpose. So when I ask, when people ask me, what is, what is an alpha male? Give me an example. I always quote, point at Deion Sanders, AKA coach prime. <laughs> I'm like, look at how he coaches football team. He changed the whole, do you know how hard it is to change the whole environment of a sports program? This shit is hard. Yeah. It, it, no knocks. You don't understand. <laughs> you know, it's extremely hard. I believe it. I mean, there only less than one percent of people will, will ever attempt it, let alone accomplish it. So, on that scale, I already know. Yeah, man. So he got his recruits; they were doing good, and you know, he went to Colorado, and everybody don't like him for that. And it, honestly, I support his decision. They were, you know, these these kids was breaking into his car, <laughs> stealing stuff out of there more than once. Okay. Just off that alone, I'm looking for another job. <laughs> how come? How do you know that? He publicized it. Oh uh, yes, they broke into the locker room, broke into his car multiple times. Yeah, he has the world against him, and he still wins. So he's still winning. He is a big-time textbook alpha male. I like that. He came, 
So Jackson said he saw it through and he conquered and he went to the next one. He went to his next challenge. He went to his next goal. He went to toward, he carried on with his purpose and his legacy. Hmm. So I want you guys to know that. Mm-hmm. All right, that's another man for me to pay attention to. You put me on Jalen Hurts. Oh, please. And now, mm-hmm. Deion Sanders. And I grew up with Deion Sanders in the 90s. I didn't know what he's been up to since then. Wait. Must be. You remember that song, Must Be? Remember he, Must Be the Money. No, nah, that doesn't sound familiar to me. Okay, so this was like when we were like, we might have been one or two years old, but Deion Sanders made a music video when he signed with the Dallas Cowboys, I think he had all these gold chains around his neck. Okay. You know, his shirt off, his muscles was popping. The whole, and he was in the pool with a whole okay. bunch of honeys. He was the only guy on set. Okay. <laughs> and he was throwing money, fake money in the air. He was like, must be the money. Like, he is an athlete, man. He was the first guy to run a t- touchdown and, um, hit a home run in Major League Baseball. Okay. And in his document, his documentary, he talks about it. He also had a book out called Money, Power, Sex. It's, okay. Yeah. Coach, Coach Prime been, a, been one of my favorites for a long time. I just didn't know he would... Like, this is the first time I seen him take on a challenge for real mm-hmm. and win. Okay then. Yeah, so I'm okay. glad he I'll keep an eye on him. So I'll what what's your guy? My guy. No, the funny thing is we've actually talked about my guy. And then so I'll give the full story. So our third episode was about the man that I'm about to bring up. And we shoot everything on Spotify Live. It gives us a way to connect with the audience. And if people want to come up, they can ask questions and stuff. I really like Spotify Live for the most part. And then one day we recorded an episode and instead of emailing it to us, they said something happened to the file, that it was corrupted. Or no, first they said that it was lost and that they, they would get back to it. So over two weeks, I'm reaching out every few days. I'm like, hey, just want to check in, see how everything's going. I'm like, oh yeah, we're still looking for it. We're still looking for it. And then on the third or fourth week, Spotify Live sends me an email saying, hey, we did our best to find and recover the file but we never got it. So that episode you did about that guy, it's corrupted. So we're just not even going to bother trying to get that to you anymore. And I'm like, this is a billion dollar organization that is trying to scam me with this email so that I just like accept it and keep it moving. And don't get me wrong. That is what I did, but it, it was just such a bullshit excuse. So this man is someone that I don't know personally. However, my clients, I have friends in my network that are associated with this man and I hear nothing but good things about him. And from afar, I've seen Andrew Tate do very incredible things in a short amount of time. So my nomination for this year is Andrew Tate. So here's a man that had a hard upbringing, like most of us, if not all of us have, especially as men. Life is just fucking hard. Whether you have the height, the muscles, What's yeah, up? but embrace that shit. Exactly, exactly. Embrace so no matter who you are, no matter where you're born, even if you're born into a wealthy family, life is fucking hard because you're always having to compete with the real world. You're always having to compete with others. You're always having to compete with yourself. 
So no matter who you are, if you're born a boy, life is tough. And what's beautiful is that we all know this and some of us rise to the occasion, some of us embrace the suck and some of us go out and do incredible things, not in spite of those challenges, but because of those challenges. Andrew Tate is certainly that man. And this year, the reason he came up on the radar is that he, similar to what you said about Deion Sanders, he had the world against him. So he tactically became the most Googleable uh, Google person on the internet, meaning the, the, everybody was typing in this guy's name to figure out who he was, what he was doing. They were chasing him to figure out what is he doing now. People that hated him were going out of their way to find this man, to look him up, burning calories just to figure out, all right, who is this guy? Who is this guy? I hate him, but I need to see what he's doing next. And it's the same kind of energy that we once gave to Alex Jones. It's the same kind of energy we gave to President Donald Trump and, and other names throughout history where people, even the haters, were going out of their way to keep tabs on this person that they said that they hated, which signifies that they actually love the person. Because I don't know about you, uh, Mufasa, but when I hate something, I remove it from my memory and I try not to think about it. And I'm very good at that, that I sometimes forget what I hate and who I hate until I see them or it comes up in conversation. I'm like, oh, yeah, that person. Yeah, I don't like that person. So if you say that you hate something and then you Google it every hour on the hour, you're lying to yourself. You're lying to others. Andrew Tate was that man. And then the people that did respect him, that do revere him, that game recognize game mentality where you're like, oh, I see what he's doing and he's doing it very well. Um, people can attest to that with Andrew Tate. What's interesting about? Oh my God! Exactly. Yes. Yeah, man. you put me. Yeah, on yeah. The, In he, fact, he, that's why we did the episode. You're like, hey, who's this Andrew Tate dude? And because you were doing everything that I just described, you're like, hey, let's do an episode on it. And we did. It was a, our third episode. We just never got to air it, and we never will. So there's that. And now the other part is that. <laughs> now the other part is the the fantastic, cool thing. And it's funny because every week I have this conversation, or not a conversation, but I understand that it's happening with my brand, and I'm sure you can relate with your brand. That is to say, people try to cancel you, people try to ban you, people try to report you, people try to defame you left and right, and it never works. It only works on people that don't have shit going on. But if you are a man who operates in the real world and you have shit going on, you can't be canceled. And so what's really fantastic is the, the, the children that be wanted to assert themselves, wanted to be known as the guy that saved the world from this misogynistic man, even though he technically isn't. Um, and by their own words, they can't think of a single thing that he says or does that's misogynistic. So my favorite thing is when people send me a video like, hey, look at this video of people trying to explain why they don't like Andrew Tate. And every time, not a single person can give a reason why they don't like him. However, there are no exaggeration, millions of people that can tell you why they do like him. So it's very funny. All this to say, they tried to cancel him. They got him banned on social media across the board. And he was still putting out content. People were still searching for him. And they followed him wherever he went. And he is actually on Twitter, on Instagram, on all these platforms. Well, Twitter's uh, on the outlier because they reinstated his account. But he's on all of these social media and he has no profile on the social media. 
So by trying to silence him, they made him louder than ever. Which again is a testament to the man that he is, is a testament to what we all should be following (laughs) as men, which is make what I call take charge. Take charge of your life in such a way that no one can ever stop you from accomplishing whatever your life mission is. So Andrew Tate is a man that is clearly on a mission, clearly has this big idea of who he wants to be, how he wants to impact the world. And so far he's done that impressively. He keeps on going. They tried to cancel him and they made him even stronger than ever before. Twitter reinstated him because Elon gave everyone amnesty. And he's like, hey, if you were banned before I became owner of Twitter, you're back online now. And it doesn't matter, though, because whether he has an account or not, he's still making a positive impact. So I have to give it, for the same reasons you were talking about Deion Sanders, I have to give him that nomination to someone where, against all odds, he's a champion. He wins no matter what. And it's very exciting that you have to see what he does next. And again, he's just an example of how we should all be living our lives. Take charge or end up being ignored. That's my motto. That's what I teach my guys. That's what I, that's how I live. The idea is don't be invisible because when you're invisible, that's when you're abused. That's when you're misused. And that's when people make you comply with their game instead of you leading your own game. So yeah, this year has been fantastic. It's been eventful. You've put me on a lot of game with uh, these sports professionals, Mayweather, now Deion Sanders, and uh, Jalen Hurts. So it's just nice to learn more about this area that's been very much a blind spot. And then likewise, I could help you out with learning a bit more from Andrew Tate. The people that I know that work with him, that, that know him intimately, I've heard that nothing but good things. And I, I have yet to come across another man that is so well-liked, well-respected, and well-beloved. Um, other than Andrew Tate, he's kind of otherworldly in that sense. He's like the Andrew, uh, Andrew. he's like the and- Andre 3000 of the manosphere. Everybody loves him. No one has anything bad to say about him. Nobody that matters, I should say. <laughs> right. I, um, with the Andrew Tate, as as usual, very influential. That alpha energy. Um, I like to say that's the mental and spiritual part. The most important part: can you be? Can you influence and inspire? Both of these men did did that. Um, Deion Sanders is vi- much much older <laughs> than uh. Andrew Tate. So, yeah, that's true. Deion Sanders definitely had the, even the physical. They checked off all the boxes. Mental, spiritual, and physical. Didn't Andrew Tate, isn't he a fighter? Or a professional fighter? Was Yeah, uh, not Muay Thai. What do you call it? Kickboxing, four-time world championship. Um, I think he has 80-plus fights, about 86. It's been a while since I looked at the stats, but yeah, I think he had 80 plus That's fights. Fight. I think maybe a dozen of them he lost. The West he won. And every industry he gets into, he just excels at. So he was world champion four times over in kickboxing. And this is the kind of guy that he retired. He came back. 
he fought on like I, I think the story goes he fought on less than 72 hours notice they said hey we need a new fighter one of our fighters dropped out and uh, even though he was running around chasing girls or not let me rephrase that um fucking girls smoking cigars boozing left and right and he was able to perform and win so that's his story then he did it's that it's that muscle memory man exactly it's so- i don't care i don't care who you are if they call you to do something you love it's like a light goes off and he won right yeah he won and everything he does he just does well he, he used to be a fantastic he still is a fantastic chess player his dad is a uh, the considered one of the greatest black men to play the game of chess and he learned a lot of chess from him and he's solid as a chess player better than like 90% of people but he's not the best of the best to become a, a grand chess master himself uh what else does he does business it's the same thing one business after another successful 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 and that's why he's he's basically on his way to becoming a billionaire and i don't say that with any hyperbole i bet you by the end of the decade he will be a billionaire if not by the end of the year yeah he had, what is he at, like 300 million right I now couldn't give you the exact numbers but based off of what i'm not going to share anything publicly but based on the rumors from again the people in my circle i have a suspicion that within the next three years, he's going to hit that billion mark. And, and yeah. yeah. And in his own words, yeah, he's quoted himself as anywhere between three and 500 million net worth. And what's really exciting is that people forget this about Andrew Tate. And he says this publicly. Nothing he does, he does by himself. Everything that he accomplishes, he accredits to both himself, his leadership, and his team. And that's important because most people like think of like a Kevin Hart, for example, or a Dwayne Johnson. Whenever they tell their stories, they only talk about themselves. They don't talk about the people in their corner. They don't talk about their agent. They don't talk about their manager. They don't talk about their mom. They don't talk about their dad. They just talk about, hey, I did this. I went to work and then I got this win. Andrew Tate will be the first. And he's probably the only one that I can think of where he's like, hey, I have a great team. The only reason I'm able to, to brag about this at the other is because I have a great team behind me. They help me do this. They help me network. They help me travel the world. They help me make business deals. They help me to teach me things that I otherwise wouldn't know. They cover my blind spots. And that's something that I have a great affinity with. You know, I'm always talking about my network. And this is a man that knows that very well. And he respects his team. And a lot of people just go in and they're playing the game of chess as life. But they're playing as if they're the only piece on the board. The king doesn't win chess games rarely and if he does it's because it's a last ditch effort it's all the other pieces conspiring to make one king great all the pieces conspiring to get a checkmate and if you don't have that teamwork that king is never going to succeed and do anything worthwhile and andrew tate is very humble he doesn't get enough credit for it right he's incredibly humble of all the great things he does he's always saying hey i had a good family great dad great mom uh, my siblings are great. His his best friend is his brother, and they do everything together. And because of that, he's never alone. And because of all the great work he's done, he attracts more people that are of like mind, and it makes his success, his future success, is inevitable. And if more people understood that, I would happily be out of a job. Right. <laughs> And I would, I would be excited. I would relish it. I'd be like, oh, wow, I, people don't need me. So I'm fine. I'll, I'll make money a different way. 
but until men realize you can't enter this world alone well first off you didn't enter it alone your parents maybe you were born into a family you were born into a family name a family bloodline you are standing on the shoulders of giants because statistically we know 60 percent of people will never have children that meant the top 40 percent of the world made you you are extraordinary you are rare of all the sperm that could have impregnated the egg yours was the one that said i want life so if you exist you are an anomaly and you got to make the most of that because there are so many people counting on you there are so many people that want you to be great why don't you want that for yourself and why won't you celebrate that team and make and go for gold Mm. I think Andrew Tate, right? Mm-hmm. He um, tells you to fix yourself. And he does it so good to the point where it's like, yeah, I'm going to kill it. Indeed. I'm going to kill it. He gives you that energy like, look, man, I'm, a, I'm, I'm expecting you to fix yourself. Doesn't sugarcoat it. And it's something that all of our dads should have taught us at some point in our other. If you didn't get the message, at least you have Andrew Tate giving it to you. At least you have Mufasa giving it to you. At least you got Poppy Knox. Uh, however, your life is not going to be better until you, you make that first step. Nobody can fix it for you. We can show you how to yep. do it, but at the end of the day, you got to do the work. We definitely got it. And I want to let everybody know, man, I appreciate it, man. You guys, make sure you check out Alpha Ecology now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's like when the internet tried to turn on Andrew Tate, he found a way to get back. Yeah, exactly. So it's just nice and smooth. And that happens to everybody. I know there are a lot of guys that listen to the show and they're afraid of being doxxed, they're afraid of being canceled, they're afraid of being me too. And all of that is, well, one, you should never be afraid of anything. You should be aware and you should cover your ass, but never be afraid never actually be on pins and needles wondering what's going on, what's going to happen next. You take charge. You figure out what's going to happen next. You make your victory inevitable. You got to be like Thanos in this bitch. You got to be like, hey, I'm going to win no matter what. I don't care what the laws say. I don't care all these people that are going to hate on me. That's what you got to do. That's how you got to approach life. Can't wait. People like you, Andrew Tate, Deion Sanders, right? Mm-hmm. Influential people. People who see you and want you to do good. Yeah. They want you to do good. They see the real you that you ignore. Because you don't think it's good. The real you is good enough. And I always say, what when the woman used to be like, what makes you so special? I said, I'm good at being me. Nobody can out me me. <laughs> nobody can out you you <laughs> i know that sounds crazy but nobody no it don't not to me anyway out. it's basically nobody can be better at be better than being you if i said it right let me word it right nobody can out you you i mean nobody could outdo what you do or Nobody can act the way you act. You know what I'm saying? It's like a fingerprint. Nobody can put a touch 
on your work environment like the way you put a touch on it. Nobody could do put it like this. Nobody could duplicate you and be just like you. Nobody can out you you. When I say I'm the gonna be the most alpha version of myself, nobody could be the most alpha version of me, more alpha than me, or my version of it. <laughs> so that's why I always say nobody can out you you. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just a way. It's gonna hit you later, Knox. It's just a way of being confident in yourself because you are who you are and you're unique and nobody else could copy you. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. So, but I like saying it like that. Cause people are like, what, what do you mean? And if I say it with confidence and conviction, people, t- um, I learned that too. I think it was in a course where they were talking about human, the, um, human psychology. Mm-hmm. So, in that course, well, you know what? I'll say that for later. But in that in that course, you know what? I'm gonna say it now. That's something I could really just sell. Period. But in that course, when you say something loud and confidently, people tend to think it's the truth. And we did that shit as an experiment. And I'm like, this is what pe- preachers do all the time. I could have told you that from just going to church. (laughs) Yeah. So even as men, we have to speak properly. You know what I'm saying? With our chest up. Like, I met Deion Sanders before. And he was like, hey, man, you could tell when he walk in the room, eyes go on him. That's the alpha energy. Yeah, I believe it. Hey, man, when you're talking to somebody, Stick your chest out and say it confidently. <laughs> I like that. Yo, when you do that shit, I think that's how I get, you know, half of the jobs that I even got, they love the confidence. Absolutely. Are you qualified for the job? It don't even matter because I'm going to be the best employee you have. <laughs> exactly, exactly. If I apply this confidence to any task you give me, I'm going to give you a great win, great return. Yeah, so you can't train that. I think we did good with the players. I mean with the the two guys, Tate and Sanders. We can't it's yeah. like watching Netflix, man. We we can't we I can't wait to see them in action. Exactly, exactly. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm, I'm very grateful we have them as examples. And here's the other thing though. I'm disappointed that I didn't nominate myself. And I'm disappointed that you didn't nominate yourself. Or perhaps you did, but we didn't talk about it. So between now and next year, the goal is I want us to be the top choice. I want us to put ourselves in a position where we have garnered the attention, the positive influence, the power that comes with saying we are the best of the year. Because no man should ever be greater than yourself. Exactly. 
So for the sake of doing this, since this is our first time doing it, it's a new show. We kept it open and we talked about other men, but fundamentally we know that the work is never done and that we have to be the greatest man in our life. Because of Exactly. That's why Dion moved from where he at, and that's why Tate still he could have gave up, threw his hands up, but his ass back on the internet giving y'all hell. I mean, giving giving y'all good cold game, giving them hell, giving y'all good cold game. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yeah, it's been a it's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff, man. So I'm gonna leave it at that. But I mean, it's been a fantastic year. Like I said, we got one more episode left. I don't know what the topic will be. I'm not one for Christmas talk. I don't celebrate the pagan holidays, but we can definitely do a an end of the year New Year's episode of some sort. Oh yeah, we could we could definitely do that, man. Hmm. Can't wait, man. Big big things popping for 2023. Indeed, indeed. I'm, I'm I'll just leave it at that. I'm just really excited because I know what comes next. All right. I'll talk to you, man. It's always been a pleasure. Like I always say, it's not tea. It's protein. We got to get that into a t-shirt. Thank you, brother. Always a good time. I'll I'll catch you later. And and peace to the people listening. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you later. Peace out. Peace.